Once again, industry insiders are predicting the death of the dongle or streaming media device. Is there any reason to believe them this time? Listen on to find out. This is Endscreen Noise. My name is Colin Dixon, founder and chief analyst at Endscreen Media, and today is February 23rd, 2023. I can't tell you how many times over my career I've heard some senior industry insider pronounce the death of the set-top box. Back in 2004, for example, the cable industry introduced the cable card. It was meant to remove the need for that set-top box sat underneath the TV. And I even bought a cable-ready TV at extra expense. Well, I never used it and cable card really never caught on. And it has happened multiple times since that somebody or some group has pronounced the death of the set-top box. And yet here we are still using set-top boxes. Well, here we go again. Another group is forecasting the death of the set-top box. But before we get there, Endscreen Media is partly supported by its sponsors, and we've had some great ones in the past, including Gracenote, Verizon, TiVo, Metrological, and many others. If you'd like to become a sponsor and help keep the lights on here at Endscreen Media, send an email to sales at endscreenmedia.com. There are many benefits, including being acknowledged in this podcast and being able to run banners on your site. Uh, If you're going to NAB, it could be a great opportunity for you to tell my readers and my listeners about that fact. Then why don't you consider sponsoring Endscreen Media? Ask your marketing department if that's something they would like to do. I'll tell you what's wrong with it. It's dead. That's what's wrong with it. (laughs) No, no, it's it's resting. Look. Look, my lad, I know a dead parrot when I see one and I'm looking at one right now. No, no, it's not dead. It's resting. So a casual remark by Roku's CEO Anthony Wood in the Q4 2022 earnings call has people once again pronouncing that the dongle will soon die. Here's exactly what he said. We sell streaming players and we have the Roku TV program and both are successful. As time has progressed, the Roku TV program is becoming increasingly important to active accounts and is now the majority of new active accounts. So he sees the TVs, the smart TVs that Roku powers as being the most activations are coming from those TVs. Well, last year we heard a similar cry about the dongles from Vizio. Catherine Pond, group VP at Vizio, stated flatly, the dongle is dead. She said this is because Vizio's data shows that only 7% of viewing on the company's smart TVs comes from third-party streaming devices. Uh, So both of these statements have really led a lot of chatter in the media about the impending doom or death of dongles. And so here we are again with the market pronouncing the death of the humble set-top box Let's look at the data and see if it brings us to the same conclusion that dongles are indeed dead. So the first place I want to stop is at data from 
Leichman Research. Now, if this is a site that you're not frequenting, I highly recommend it. Uh, Bruce, Bruce Leichman's data is really good and he's got data which has been consistently kept up over a number of years. And his CTV device data is great. His data says that back in 2015, the number of connected TV devices and the number of connected smart connected smart TVs in people's homes was about the same. 23% connected TV device, 22% connected smart TV. And both have grown over the years until we get to today in 2022 when there are 59% of people that he spoke to in his survey said that they had a connected TV device and 71% had a connected smart TV. This really does show that smart TVs are, are beginning to dominate, that most homes now have a smart TV. But I want to point out in the data that actually connected TV devices are still growing. Between 2021 and 2022, they increased, the penetration increased 4% from 55% to 59%. Sure, connected smart TVs grew faster, 64% to 71%, but people are still buying connected TV devices. And the truth is that it isn't an either or proposition. Many CTV homes, in fact, the majority of CTV homes have both. I pulled data from Hub Entertainment Research to validate this. And that's another really good site. Watch out for Hub Data. It's frequently reported in the press and is well worth your time. Well, Hub Data shows that 53% of people with a connected TV has a streaming media play or dongle and a smart TV. They have both. 53% have both. 30% have a smart TV only and 17% have a streaming media player only. So the vast majority of folks that have a connected TV do have both. I bet you have both in your home. I certainly do. I have uh, dongles on one TV and smart TVs on another and to be honest, I have dongles on my smart TVs and I sometimes flip between the two. There are plenty of reasons for someone using a smart TV to own and buy a streaming stick or box. So here are three I came up with. First is duplicating a smart TV experience in the den with a TV from a different manufacturer in the bedroom. Uh, there are plenty of reasons to want to do that once you get to know an interface. I bet you would like to be able to use that interface everywhere because it just makes finding things easier. You know where all the apps are, you know where the recommendations are, you know how to use the search. Uh, so by far the easiest way of doing that is with a dongle. Otherwise, you have to go and buy another TV, right? So if you have Android TV, Google TV, Fire TV, Roku TV on your main TV, you can go and buy a $50 dongle and duplicate that experience in your bedroom. And actually, I wish the manufacturers, I wish the tvOS providers would do a lot more about synchronizing two devices in, a, in the same home. They could make it even easier uh, to, to use um, if they knew that they're both in the same, in the same home. Okay, my a second reason I came up with 
Well, upgrading the connected experience of an older TV when the picture is fine and the smart TV experience is not. Sometimes a smart TV doesn't support an app that you want. Sometimes it begins to slow down. Sometimes the TV manufacturer stops supporting it. It's much easier to go and buy a dongle if your picture is still good than it is to buy a new TV. And my third reason I came up with, well, you can make your CTV experience portable. You can take a streaming stick or box, a dongle, on holiday with you or on your business trip. And that way you've got the same experience. You're logged into all your apps. Everything is all set and ready to go. And frankly, that's a lot safer than logging into apps on a hotel or an Airbnb TV. Chances are you'll forget you've logged in leave those credentials active and other people can come in behind you and use them. So this is a safer, quicker, easier way. So there's another really good reason to own a streaming stick or box. And to be honest, TV makers are their own worst enemies here. They want you to buy a smart TV and they want you to go and get the newest TV when you want the latest experience. But their behavior makes it a really not very good idea to do that. Here's a great example. In 2021, LG introduced a new version of WebOS, which is its TV OS, and which it uses to power its smart TVs. And they ended up making the interface much more complicated. And many people didn't like this. In the 2021 and 2022 TVs, they were, they were using this complicated interface and people wanted things simpler. Well, at CES 2023, LG introduced a new version of WebOS, which simplifies things again, makes it much easier to use. Owners of 2021 and 2022 LG TVs would likely welcome the simplified experience, but they're not going to get it. LG says there are no plans to update earlier model TVs with the new version. Failing to support even recent TVs with new experiences like this and the latest apps that run on them, it drives users crazy. It's an invitation for them to think carefully before buying another LG TV and to switch from the existing smart TV experience to a Roku or Fire TV streaming stick. Uh, after all, it's very cheap to add these and they've got the security of knowing that if they are forced to upgrade, it's only going to cost them another 50 bucks. But it's not just the lack of support. Older TVs have older processors and a lot less memory. And I've got to tell you, when TV manufacturers build these TVs, they put the minimum specifications for the components in they can to get the performance they want. And the reason they do this is because they want to keep the production costs as low as physically possible for those devices because television margins are wafer thin. So that's why they do that. Well, that means you end up with older processors and a lot less memory than you really would like to keep this TV running for a long time. And over time, and we're talking three to four years here, well short of a television set's expected life and the typical TV's replacement rate, over time, the smart TV hub and associated apps that run on it will start to be a lot slower. Some apps won't even run 
I mean, from the perspective of a service provider like Netflix or Hulu or, or, or any, any other SVOD or, or AVOD or fast provider, supporting different versions of their app for all these different versions of the operating system is very expensive. And so they cut the older versions as soon as they possibly can. So it is very likely a three or four year old TV will end up not having the latest experiences, being running slower and needing to be replaced. What's more, there are reasons why Roku and others really still need dongles. Though there are far more smart TVs in people's homes, dongles are still used as much as the smart TV. For example, back to Bruce Leishman's numbers. He says that 27% of people in 2022 said they used a smart TV every, every day. And 28%, 1% more, used a CTV device every day. This is despite the fact that there are far more smart TVs in people's homes than there are CTV devices. So in other words, dongle users use their device on a daily basis far more frequently than smart TV users do. But it's not just daily usage, it's the length of time they're watching. Conviva says that viewing time between smart TVs and SMPs is roughly about the same. If you divide up your viewing time on a daily basis, about 37.6% of it goes to smart TVs and 37.6% to a streaming media player. Uh, this is back in Q2 2022. But because the penetration of streaming media players is lower, much lower than smart TVs, that means that a streaming media player user watches for longer. So streaming media player or dongle users watch more frequently on their device and watch for longer on their device. Two extremely desirable characteristics of a viewer for any service provider. Roku isn't about to give up on SMPs anytime soon. The company sold over 400 million worth of the devices in 2022. And despite the fact there were more Roku-powered TVs shipping uh, than any other smart TV brand, at least in 2022, smart TVs have only just begun to outstrip streaming media players in driving new activations. That's what Anthony Wood said, right? He said that they are, they are now, they've just become the majority of activations. So a lot of the 10 million activations that, that Roku got last year in 2022, very many of those came from streaming media players. So they're still incredibly important to the growth of Roku. And remember I said that as streaming media players, player users watch more frequently and watch for longer. This is critical to Roku going forward because most of Roku's revenue now is being driven by ads and their primary vehicle for delivering ads is the Roku channel. Watching more frequently and watching for longer results in higher revenue for Roku. So there is no way that Roku is walking away from streaming media players anytime soon, even though they're making a loss on the devices. They are a critical component of driving activations. 
looking at all of this data, looking at the Conviva, the Hub data, the Leishman data, and my calculations that I've done from it, all of this data leads me to believe the dongle is very far from dead, despite what the industry insiders are saying. I'm not dead. Yeah, he says he's not dead. Yes, he is. I'm not. He isn't? Well, he will be soon. He's very ill. I'm getting better. No, you're not. You'll be stone dead in a moment. If you want a rough transcript of this podcast, you can... uh, If you want a rough transcript of this podcast, complete with the tables and graphs of where I've been citing the data here, why don't you head over to endscreenmedia.com and search for end screen noise. You can also find it on the analysis tab right there at the top if you're looking for it in the next week or so. And while you're there, why don't you sign up for the weekly or daily newsletter? It's free and lets you know whenever there is fresh content available on the site. This has been Colin Dixon with End Screen Media. I'll speak with you again next time. This podcast is a production of End Screen Media, all rights reserved. Thank you.